This week's Parsha is Parsha Zisroi, and the way the order of the Parshas are in the Torah, Parsha Zisroi follows right after the Parshas of Mechias Amalek, the Parsha of Amalek coming to fight us, and right after the story of Yisroi coming to the Jewish people, we have the story about revelation about us receiving the Ten Commandment, and the Gemara in Zvachim, Davkofta Zion Omedalev, brings a machloikas between Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Lezer if the Parsha is chronological or not. According to Rabbi Yeshua, this Parsha is in its order. In other words, Yisroi came before the giving of the Torah. And according to Rabbi Elazar, Hamoidae, this parsha is out of order that Israel came after Matan Torah. This machloikas in the Gemara is reflected mainly in the machloikas between the Evan Ezra and the Ramban. The Evan Ezra is of the opinion that Israel came after the Torah was given. And he brings some very strong proofs. The first proof that he brings is that the Pasuk here tells you on Pasuk number 5 that Israel, the father-in-law of Moshe, Uvanov and his children, the Ishtoi and his wife, El Moshe, they came to Moshe, El Amidbar to the desert, that he is resting there, meaning encamped there, Har Elohim in the mountain of Hashem. The story of Amalek happened in Refidim. So much that Refidim, the Gomorrah translates, Sharafu that they became lax or they became weak from learning Torah. Therefore, Amalek was able to attack him. And if you take a look further on, on chapter 19, Pasuk number 2, there it's written, they left Refidim, they came to the mountain of Sinai, and they came to the desert, and the Jewish people encamped there opposite the mountain. So it comes out according to this, if I say it's chronological, that the Jewish people only left Refidim after Yisro had come, because the parsha of Yisro is written before the parsha of Matan Torah. And if you say it's chronological, then Yisro is still in the same place that was Amalek, which is Refidim, because only after Yisro, the Torah writes down that they moved away from Refidim and they came to the mountain of Hashem. If that is true, then there is a contradiction, because it says on Parshas Yisro, by the story of Yisro, that Yisro came to the place where Moshe was encamped, Har Elohim, in the mountain of Hashem. And it was not mountain of Hashem until after the story of Yisro, when the Jewish people actually go, are commanded to leave Refidim and go to the mountain of Hashem. So therefore you must say, according to this, that Yisro came after the Torah was given and they were still next to the mountain and the story related in the Torah, it is not chronological because Yisro really came after the Torah was given. The second proof the Ebenezer brings down 
that Yisro came after the Torah was given and it's not chronological is because on Pasuk number 12, there it says that Vaika Yisro, and Moshe, that Yisro, the father-in-law of Moshe, brought Oila, elevation offerings, Uzvachim, and feast offerings, Lelokim to Hashem, and it's written that he brought those sacrifices, but yet nowhere it's written that he built an altar. If it were to be chronological, then the Torah should first write down that he built an altar, and then he brought the sacrifices. But since the Torah doesn't bother to tell us that he built an altar, so obviously he used existing altar. And the only existing altar that it was, Har Elohim, it was the altar where the end of Parshas Mishpatim. On chapter 24, Pasuk number 4, there it says that Moshe Rabbeinu va'even mizbeach tachas ha'or, that Moshe Rabbeinu built an altar underneath the mountain, so must be that this is the altar that Yisro brought the sacrifices to Hashem. Because if it wasn't that altar, then the Torah should write down that Yisro built an altar and he brought sacrifices to Hashem like it writes everywhere else. So the fact that the Torah doesn't write down that Yisro built an altar, obviously he used the existing altar. And the only existing altar it was, it was after Mount Sinai on the end of Parshas Mishpatim. Therefore, this is another proof that Israel came after the Torah was given. The third proof that Ebenezer brings down that Israel came after the Torah was given is because the Pasuk writes down that Moshe Rabbeinu was staying all day and he was judging the people. Israel asked them, why are the people in line? So on Pasuk number 16, the Pasuk says, Ki dovor When they have a problem, he comes to me. Between a man and his fellow. Voidati, and I let them know, as the decrees of Hashem, and Hashem's Torah. If Yisro came before the Torah was given, why are they staying in judgment? And what Torahs are there to relate? There is very few laws given so far. How come they staying from morning till night for these laws that they require to have judgment? Therefore, Devanazar concludes that it must mean after Matan Torah, that since it was after the Torah was given, there were all these new laws that they received by Matan Torah, so Moshe Rabbeinu has to now stay in judgment, he stay in judgment all day. And on that, Yisro says, novel Tibol, you'll get tired out, so institute the system of judges. But before we received the Torah, why was it so hard to judge the people? There wasn't many laws to judge them by. So why are they staying there from morning till night? The other proof he brings down, that in Parshas Bamidbar, there in Parshas Baloischa, which is chapter 10, Pasuk number 29, there we see that Moshe Rabbeinu has a argument or has a discussion with his father-in-law Yisro, which there his name is Chovav, and Yisro wants to go back to his land, and Moshe Rabbeinu tells him, please stay with us, and that argument was definitely after Matan Torah. The final proof that Ebenezer brings down is that in Parshas Devarim, where Moshe Rabbeinu is recounting 
the desert experience at the end of his life when he's telling you what happened. On Pasuk number 6, there Moshe Rabbeinu recounts, Hashem Elokeinu Dibar Eleinu Bechoyrev. The Hashem spoke to us in Chorev Leimor saying, Rav Lochem Sheves Boharazeh. It's enough for you to sit in this mountain. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu is telling you that after Matan Torah, Hashem says, enough for you to sit in this mountain. Pnu, turn. Usu Lochem Uvo Haremori Velkol Shechenov. Come to the Mount of Amori and all the neighbors. So theoretically, if you found exactly the Pasuk chronological, Hashem told us to leave Chorev. And then in Pasuk number 9, which is in Dvarim chapter 1, I told you, in that time, Leimor saying, I cannot by myself carry you. And then in Pasuk number 13, bring to you men, Chachamim wise and avoidim, and understanding, viduim leshivteichem, and well known to your tribes, vasimem baroshechem, and I'll make them leaders on you. So Moshe Rabbeinu is telling them that that time, when it was too hard to carry you, which means that it was too difficult to take care of all your arguments, I ask that you appoint judges for you, and we make the system of justice which is basically the advice that Yisro gave. And then Moshe recounts that this happened after Hashem told us, leave Choref, which is leave Mount Sinai. So obviously, if that advice was given after Mount Sinai, you must say that Yisro came after the Torah was given. Because it clearly says, Boesahi, at that time, after we left Sinai, that's when I said, let's appoint judges. And if you say Yisro came before Matan Torah and the whole parsha was written before the Torah was given, then it cannot be that after we left Sinai, that's what I said. So because of these proofs, the Evan Ezra says clearly that Yisro came after the Torah was given. But now, if that is true, we have to understand why did the Torah specifically write or record the story of Yisro before the Torah was giving, or why was it specifically recorded after the story of Amalek? There must be a reason that the Torah decided to put the story of Yisroi. Either the reason could be that it is after the story of Amalek, or the reason could be that this is before the giving of the Torah, and Yisroi was a prerequisite for us receiving the Torah. Devanesa explains that the idea that Parsha Zisro is written next to the Milchemes Amolek, next to the War of Amolek, even though Yisro came after the Torah was given, he explains that it's for us to know that the reason we have to hate Amolek is because Amolek did evil to the Jews. And that is the reason that we have to honor and respect Yisro. That we should not think that any goy that comes, we are required to hate him because he's not Jewish. We only require to hate those non-Jews, those goyim, who act bad towards the Jews like Amalek. And therefore the Torah is telling you about Yisro, that Yisro, because Yisro did goodness to the Jews, we are required to honor him and we are required to be good to him. As a matter of fact, he brings 
that every time you see a Molech, right next to it, you see Yisro. Shaul Amelech was required to destroy a Molech. The first mitzvah that Shaul got, the king Saul got, was to destroy a Molech. And right before he destroys a Molech, he tells the children of Yisro, which are next to a Molech, please leave because I'm coming to attack a Molech. And he says that the reason that is always written together is to always contrast the evil of Amalek with the goodness of Yisro. So we shouldn't think that any non-Jew is evil. That only those who do evil to you, those you are required to hate. And Rabbeinu Bachia adds that the contrast is really great. That Amalek came from very far to fight the Jews. And Yisro in contrast came from very far to join the Jews. And Amalek is a relative, and he comes to attack family. And Israel is not a relative, and he comes to join family. This is what Rabbeinu Bachia adds to the opinion of the Avanezra. But then the Rabbeinu Bachia gives his own opinion, and he gives the connection between Parshas Amalek, and then Parshas Israel, and then the receiving of the Torah, and afterwards, we have the Elam Mishpatim, the Parsha of Elam Mishpatim. Of these are the ordinances where the Parsha recounts the laws that the Jewish people received. He explains that it's known, and Nusach Sfard says it every Shabbos on the Musaf of Shabbos by the Kedusha. There we say, Vahu Yoishienu Vigolenu Shenis, and he will. Save us and redeem us again. And in his mercy, let us hear a second time in the presence of all the living as follows. That I have redeemed you. The later time, like in the earlier time. Which means that Hashem is telling you that the last redemption when Moshiach will come will mimic or will be the same thing as the first redemption. That the same way we're redeemed from Egypt and the same procedure that it was done from Egypt, so too will be in the future. The same way we say always that Masse always Simon Labonim, that whatever happened to Avram, Ishak, Yaakov, whatever is written, Sefer Bereshis, so too things will happen the same way or that should be a way for people to learn how to act so too what happens during the Geula from Mitzrayim what happened in the redemption of Egypt so too will be a way that it will happen when Moshech will come when we'll have a Geula Shlema full redemption so he says that the children of Esau are always going to be a big thorn for the Jewish people even in the first time when the Jewish people were redeemed from Egypt and also, at the end of times, there the Bnei Esau, Edoim, which is considered the children of Esau, are also going to be a big torrent for the Jewish people. And are also going to attack you then. That Edom will come and attack us at the end of days. And in the same way that the victory came during the fight of Amalek, that there the victory came through Moshe Rabbeinu and Yeshua Binun, and Moshe Rabbeinu is from the tribe of Levi, 
and Yeshua Benun is from the tribe of Ephraim, which is technically from the tribe of Yosef, so too in the future, when the war against Adam will come, which are the children of Esau, like Amalek, the victory will also be in the hands of the tribe of Levi and in the hands of the tribe of Yosef, which means that Eliyahu Anavi will come and tell us that the Redeemer is going to come. Eliyahu Anavi is from the tribe of Levi because Eliyahu is Pinchas, and Pinchas is the grandson of Aharon, which is the brother of Moshe, which is from the tribe of Levi. And Moshiach ben Yosef will come and fight the war, and he'll win the war, which is also from the tribe of Yosef, like Yoshua, which Yoshua is from the tribe of Ephraim, which is from the tribe of Yosef, so too in the future, the victory will be by the hands of the tribe of Levi and the tribe of Yosef. And the same way, on the first Geula, people came, Yisro came to convert himself, so too, and the last Geula, all the non-Jews will come and trying to convert themselves. Even though the parsha of Yisro is not chronological, the story of Yisro coming to the Jewish people, converting, it's not chronological, but it's written in its place here for you to learn that in the future redemption, that is the way that is going to happen. The Hashem will make that everybody, all the non-Jews, will convert themselves, and then once they convert themselves, then we could receive the Torah, then the Bachoy de Shashlishi, then the Torah will be received. Because once everybody converts themselves, then the Torah goes back to Achsan Yeshallah, goes back to its residence. The Torah becomes like it was anew when the whole world believed in God, and everybody believed in Hashem. So then the Torah goes back to its proper place. And that's why the Matan Torah is written only after you convert that after everybody accepts Hashem and everybody will accept Hashem because it's written in the Pasuk in Yeshaya chapter 11, Pasuk number 9, it's written Mala Hashem, that the whole world is going to recognize Hashem. So once everybody recognizes Hashem, then the Torah could go back to Achsan Yeshallah, to its residence. Like it's written in the Gemara in Baba Metziah, that Torah will go back to its residence. And in the same way, that after we left Egypt, we received the Torah, and then we received Elam Mishpatim, these are the ordinances, and through the ordinances that the judges judge, we could see who is innocent and who is guilty. So too will be in the day after we receive the Torah anew, and we'll have Tchias Amesim, we'll have resurrection of the dead, that those who are resurrected will be again judged to see who is innocent, who is guilty. The same words, Eila, that's written here, it's written also in Daniel chapter 12, Pasuk number 2. There it's written, The Rabbi Mishene Admas offer your kitsu. Many of those who sleep in the dusty earth will awaken. A reference to Tchias Amesim of resurrection of the dead in the future. Eila Lechai Oilam, some will go to eternal life. Ve'elu Lecharapois, and some will be for shame, which means that even after people are going to be resurrected, there is still going to be judgment to see if they deserve to maintain themselves resurrected or they deserve to be shamed. So he explains that the association of Eila is to allude to the word Eila, which is going to be into the future, 
these are the ordinances that even after you are resurrected and after we receive the Torah anu, there is still going to be judgment, there is still going to be mishpat to find out who deserves to be remained alive and who deserves to go back to shame. Again, Rabbeinu Bachia explains that the idea of the shaykhs, the smichus, that the juxtaposition of this parsha, parshas Amalek, to parshas Yisro, which are parshas of convert, to parshas receiving of the Torah, to the parsha of El Mishpatim, that the parsha of judgment, even though these parshas may not necessarily be chronological, but the message of this juxtaposition is specifically to let you know how the redemption is going to be in the times of Moshiach in the future when it's going to be the final redemption. That when the Moshiach will come, will be, first of all, be by the children of Yosef and by the children of Levi, which is Moshiach ben Yosef and Eliyahu Anavi. That Eliyahu Anavi is going to come a day before Moshiach is going to tell us the Moshiach is coming. And then Moshiach ben Yosef is going to come and he's going to fight the war against Amalek or against the children of Esau, which is Edoim. And then, and then people are going to convert the same way Yisrael came to convert. And after that, we'll receive the Torah, or the Torah is going to be relearned, or we're going to again learn the Torah the same way it was, and everybody's going to know there's one creator. And afterwards, it's going to be Tchias Amesim, resurrection of the dead. And afterwards, it's going to be a judgment of the dead, that even after you're resurrected, you are going to be judged who is going to remain alive forever and who is going to be shamed. And that means that these are the rules, these are the judgments that you're supposed to put in front of them, that we are going to be judged. And Eile is also the words that Daniel used, that Eile lechayelam and this one is going to be for eternal world, and this is going to be for eternal shame. According to Rabbeinu Bachia, it's irrelevant, really, when Yisro came. But the point is, the Torah wants to teach me that the chronology is going to be, there's going to be a war. After the war is going to be converts coming to the Jewish people. After all the converts and everybody accepts Hashem, then the Torah is going to be back in its full glory. And after the Torah is in full glory, we'll have a resurrection of the dead. And after the resurrection of the dead, we'll have judgment. And that is the way that's going to be the future redemption. That's why it's written in the past redemption, in this chronology. The only problem that bothered me is that he doesn't make any mention of Moshiach ben David. He just mentions Moshiach ben Yosef and Eliyahu, and yet he doesn't mention Moshiach ben David, and that should have had an allusion at least, if that's going to be the system of redemption, and that's the reason Hashem wrote it this way, he should at least have an allusion for Moshiach ben David. Dorachim explains that the reason why Parshas Yisro, the story of Yisro, and the story of Yisro innovating the judgment system and giving something that the Jewish people did not know comes before the Parsha of us receiving the Torah and Matan Torah is not necessarily because Yisro came before Matan Torah, is because Hashem wanted to give a message to the Jewish people that the Jewish people should not think that the reason why Hashem chose us is because we have wisdom and that is the reason He gave us the Torah. No, that's not the reason. That the reason Hashem gave us the Torah is only because Hashem wanted us to know that we'll be visemli segula mikaloamim, 
that we are a treasured nation from everybody because we come from Avram Yitzchak Yaakov and because we have a Jewish neshama, that's why we are treasured. Not because we are the wisest people around, because you see that even Yisro could come and we could give us ideas that we didn't know and we could establish to us the system of judges that we wouldn't have done maybe without Yisro. But Hashem chose us only because He loves us. We are a beloved nation. And we are children of Raham Yitzchak Yaakov. And we have this special neshama within us. So that's the reason the Rachaim brings down why Yisro is written before Matan Torah that you should see even though there are wiser people than you, still it's you that Hashem chose. We, the Jewish people, is who Hashem chose, not the other nations even though they may be wiser. Other interpretation you may say that the Jewish people may think after Milchemes Amalek, that after the fight of Amalek, that look, to be a Jew is very hard and it's not worth it. We are only persecuted and nobody wants to be a Jew. So therefore Hashem puts the story of Yisro, that Yisro came to the desert to be Jewish, that he valued the idea of becoming Jewish. Like that, the Jewish people won't be discouraged and they will also want to accept the Torah. The Jewish people shouldn't think that it doesn't pay, that why be Jewish if you're going to be persecuted? But by you seeing the converts coming into Judaism, them seeing what goes on in the world and still decide to come to Judaism because they see what is the true light, what is true wisdom, and they decide to convert, so that will be encouragement for the Jews that the Jewish people will also want to accept the Torah and they'll also be Nasev and Ishma because of what you see other people that were not originally obligated, they jumping and they want to do it so much so we that are obligated, so much more we have to do it. That interpretation is based on the Kotzke Rebbe. The Kotzke Rebbe explains that the idea of the story of Yisro that is written before Matan Torah is for you to know that the Torah is only acquired through Mesiras Nefesh. The same way that Yisro was very comfortable and he decided to forego his comfort to come join the Jewish people and receive the Torah and accept the Torah, so he had to forego his personal comfort and he has to go beyond himself in order to receive Torah, and he had to exercise Mesiras Nefesh, self-sacrifice, in order to come join the Jewish people and receive Torah, so too every person has to know that he has to try to break his habits and try to go do Mesiras Nefesh, go self-devotion, in order to learn Torah. The Torah is not acquired easily. The Torah has requires a little bit of effort and requires to have Mesiras Nefesh, self-sacrifice. And that, you could say, it's based on the Yalkut Shimoni on root. Because Yalkut Shimoni says, Why do you read the Megillas of root during Shavuot, which is actually the day of Matan Torah, of the giving of the Torah? So Yalkut Shimoni brings down the Lamdach to tell you, that Ruth was a princess and she was willing to forgo her royalty in order to join the Jewish people and receive the Torah, even though 
she knew that she's going to become a pauper and she won't have what to eat and she will have to self-sacrifice and be afflicted in order to be Jewish and in order to receive the Torah, so too a person has to know that Torah throughout generations is only achieved through pain and affliction. That the way to receive the Torah is through pains and affliction. That you can't receive Torah with comfort. The way to receive Torah is for you to work hard at it and be afflicted, lose sleep over it, worry about it, have pain when you don't understand something. Try to understand it when it's not so comfortable, where you actually have to use all your senses in order to understand it. That's the way a Torah is given. And that could be the reason why Parsha Zisro, which tells you about Yisro coming to the desert, where he had a choice. He could have stayed comfortably at home, and yet he wanted to come to the desert because he knew that that's the only way that you could acquire to Torah. So too, we should learn that the only way to acquire Torah is to get away of your comfort, get up a little bit earlier, or go to sleep a little bit later, make sure you get away from your comfort zone, and then you'll be able to understand Torah, because if you have the sacrifice, and if you are willing to do certain self-sacrifice, that's the only time that you are going to understand and be given the Torah. I wanted to answer a couple answers. The first answer I wanted to give is that the reason that Parsha Zisro is written before Matan Torah is based on the Gemara in Shabbos Daf Yud, Amadalev. This Parsha relates the story of Yisro, and this Parsha relates how Yisro is the one who advised Moshe Rabbeinu and actually is responsible for the institution among the Jewish people of the system of judges. And the Gemara says there that Kaldayan Shaddond in Emes Lamitoi that any judge that judges truthfully Lamito for his friend, it is like he became a partner for Hashem for creation. So according to this comes out that every judge that judges honestly becomes a partner to Hashem in creation. We know that Rasha brings down Bereshis Bara Elohim that in the beginning Hashem created, that the whole world was created for Torah. Rashi says, that the world was created because of Torah that is called Reishis. So, because of Reishis, that's why the world was created. So, it comes out that the Torah is the reason for creation. And anyone who judges honestly becomes a partner in creation. So, it's only fair that the person who established the system of justice, the one that made the judges, which every judge becomes a partner in creation, that before does creation, which is equivalent to Torah, so it should be mentioned about that judge. That Yisra, since Yisra is the one that established the system of judgment, and he becomes a partner of Hashem in creation, and the whole creation was done because of Torah, so before we bring the Torah, then we have to see who is the one that partners in that. So therefore, Yisro, which was the one that established the system of judgment, he is mentioned before the Torah. We could say in the same vein, based on the Rashi also there, that Rashi says, Bereshis Bishvil Yisrael Shanikro Reshis, 
that because of Rashi's Hashem created the world is because of the Jewish people that are called Rashi's and because the Jewish people are going to fulfill the will of Hashem and they're going to maintain the Torah, that's why the world was created. And the Gemara in Soitad Afyut Aleph, Omad Aleph brings down Omar Rabchia Baraba Omar Absimoe, that Rabchia Baraba says in Ebrabsimoe, Shloishu Hoyub Oiso Eitzo. There were three people originally on the advice to Pharaoh. When Pharaoh told the Jewish people, Havon is Chakmoloi, let's go outsmart the Jewish people. At that point, there were three advisors involved in that advice. The Gemara says, Bilam, Iov, and Isra. The advisors were Bilam, Iov, and Isra. Bilam, Shayats, Bilam that gave the advice that you should destroy or throw the Jewish people into the river. Neherak got killed. Iov, Shashasak, Iov that remained silent. He would not say anything. Nidom, Bisurim eventually gets afflictions. Yisro, Shebarach, Yisro, that wanted to give the advice against, and therefore he had to run away. His grandchildren merited to be part of the Sanhedrin and stay in the Lishcha Sagazit. That's where the Sanhedrin convened. That's the building where the Sanhedrin stayed. The Gemara in Sanhedrin, the Flamet Zion, Ahmed Aleph brings down that Kolamakayim Nefesh Achaz Israel that anybody who maintains a soul in the Jewish people, is considered like he maintained the whole world. So it comes out that Yisro had a tremendous self-sacrifice for the Jewish people, that he was required to run away from Mitzrayim because of the advice that he gave to Pharaoh, that Pharaoh should not exterminate the Jews, and therefore he was required to run away. So it is considered like he created the whole world, or since the whole world was created for the Jewish people, and he was willing to be Moiser Nefesh, he was willing to give up his life because of the Jewish people, because he ran away because of his advice, he was doing it at the risk of his own life, and to have Hakara Satov, to have recognition of good for Yisro, willing to sacrifice himself for the Jewish people, so therefore Hashem is a reward for Yisro, wrote down Yisro in the parshas of giving of the Torah because he is an instrument on us giving the Torah because he maintained the Jewish people and since the maintenance of the Jewish people that's how the world was created and the Jewish people are here to learn Torah so by us recognizing Yisro for all he did so that's why Parshas Yisro is written next to Kabbalah Satoira even though it may not be chronological. I also wanted to answer that the idea that Yisro is specifically written before of Matan Torah is that if you analyze how the Gemara learns from the words that Yisro mentioned, you'll see something novel and you'll understand really why Hashem put Parsha Yisro before Matan Torah. If you take a look on Pasuk 15 where Moshe Rabbeinu is asked by Israel, why are you staying in line so long? Why are you judging people from morning till night? Then Moshe tells his father-in-law that the people come to ask Hashem. So, Pasuk number 16, Moshe Rabbeinu says like that, Ki Elohem davor When they have a thing, they come to me. 
which they explain that's problems between Tuma and Tahara. The Shofatiti ben Ishu ben Reu, I will judge between a man and between his fellow. That means, according to Mefarshim, that I will tell him judgments according to Allah, and I will also make mediation. Vodati and I will tell you clearly the decrees of Hashem and that Torah. Basically, Moshe Rabbein is telling Yisro that when they come to ask me the law, I tell them the law exactly the way it is. That's why they are staying in line. But when Yisro gives them the advice on Pasuk number 20, there he says like that, Vezarto Esem, you should caution them as a chukim vesatoiris the decrees and the Torahs, which means the same thing that Moshe Rabbeinu says he's teaching. So Yisra is telling him, you're doing good, that you should teach him. But then the Gemara in Baba Metziah, the Aflamad base, analyzes the rest. Voidatolohem, you should let them know. So the Gemara says, Zebis Chayehem, that according to the Marsha, means after you told them already the decrees and the Torahs, what is there to let them know? So you have to tell them something that involves them personally. And that is either that they should find themselves a profession, that they are required to make a living, but as haderech, the way, the Gemara learns, that this is acts of kindness. And the Marshal explains how is that act of kindness, because since we're supposed to emulate the ways of Hashem, and it's written as haderech, not as derech, which hey means the known way, the hey idea, which means the known path, which is the path of Hashem, the same way the Gemara writes down that Hashem dresses, so too you require to dress the poor, the same way that Hashem does acts of kindness, so too you require to do acts of kindness. Yelchu, to go, that's a mitzvah that you do by going, ze. That's that you do by going to visit the sick. That is a mitzvah that you walk. Ba, the Gemara says, that is considered burying somebody. And the action, this is din, this is the judgment that you have to post to the judgment between man and fellow. But that they should do, so that's something that both litigants have to know that they require to sometimes go that they are required sometimes to go beyond the letter of the law, that technically maybe you are supposed to receive money, but sometimes you have to go beyond the letter of the law if you think the guy didn't understand right, even though technically you are right, you're supposed to go above the letter of the law and forgo the loan or don't even bring the lawsuit, that you require sometimes to go above the letter of the law. So it comes out that Yisro is giving advice to Moshe Rabbeinu like that. Moshe Rabbeinu, when I asked you why are the people staying in line, you told me that they are learning the Chukos, the decrees, and the Torah. So Yisro is advising to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, it is not enough that you teach them the basic laws and the basic decrees. You also have to tell them that Acheretz. You have to tell them that they have to require to make a living, that they have to be kind to one another, they require to visit the sick, they require to bury their dead, do acts of kindness like that. And not only that, sometimes you require to go above the letter of the law.
So it comes out that Yisra is telling Moshe Rabbeinu that it's not enough that you think the Jewish people are going to do anyways because of their character. You require to teach them. You require to teach them these things. This has to be part of the curriculum of a Jewish person. The Jewish person has to know that he has to do Gmilas Chesed, that he has to look for a job to find a way to earn a living, and he also has to go and do Lifni Mishur Sadin above the letter of the law. And since we know the famous saying, which is brought down on Varikra Rabo, Simon Tess, there it says that Derech Eretz that the way a person behaves comes before Torah, the way of life that the acts of kindness comes before Torah. So therefore, since Yisro is the one who taught you the Recheretz, and since the Recheretz, it's only fitting that the Parsha of Yisro should be before we receive the Torah, because Yisro is teaching the Jewish people not only the decrees, but it's also teaching them how to behave to one another, how the proper behavior is in the world, how to do kindness. And this cannot be just left out for everybody to do on his own. This has to be taught. And that's what Yisra is teaching you, that Derecher is Kodmal Torah. So therefore, Hashem, as a reward for Yisro, for making that point so clear to Moshe Rabbeinu, that acts of kindness, that Derecher had to be taught, therefore, Hashem puts Parshas Yisro before he gives the Torah. So it comes out that Yisro not only taught the Jewish people how to make a judicial system, how to appoint judges, but he actually tells them what the judges should teach, that the judges should teach also acts of kindness. And Hashem Isborach should help, that we should learn from the message of Yisro that you require to have Mesiras Nefesh, you require to have self-sacrifice in order to learn and be able to absorb Torah. And we should also learn from Yisro how dedicated he was that he came, gave everything up for Torah. We should also learn how important it is for Hashem that we do Gmilas Chesed, that we do acts of kindness, and that Hashem rewards everybody, regardless what he does, there is always a reward, and Hashem doesn't end up owing anybody anything ever. And we also have to know that Hashem loves us just because we are us, not because of our extraordinary wisdom or any other attribute. He loves us because we are children of Ram Yaakov, the same way that a father loves a child, regardless how capable or how smart the child is. So Hashem chose us because He loves us, because we are children to Hashem. Like the Torah says, that we are children to Hashem. And also Hashem should help, like the Rabbeinu Bachi brings down, that the Geula that was on those days, should mimic the Geula that will be in the days to come. And since Rav Dessler says that whenever you read something about a Parsha, that spiritually, that's influenced by that Parsha. So since we're reading this week Kabbalah Satoira, and we're reading this week about Yisro coming and converting, so Hashem should help that everybody should convert his heart and make his heart straight to Hashem. And then Hashem should give again the Torah Anu, and the Torah should go back to Achsanya, and automatically we'll be able to see Moshech Zidkeinu and Binyabes Amikdash, Bimheiro Beyomeinu, Amen.